Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge Podcast. This is Taylor. And I'm Ralph Enough, and uh, we've got Taylor back on the show, who it's been a while, Taylor, since you've been on. It has. It's been, uh, it's been a hot minute. But we're excited because we are both holding Clash of Kings books in our hands. Oh, yes, exactly. So we figured, you know, you know, for some perspective, you know, I was not a play tester and I really kind of avoided all of the forum threads or they're speculating and, you know, and all of our coverage coming up to this preview stuff was all done by Matt and Jeremy. And I really didn't didn't listen too much to it because I, I really I wanted this Clash of Kings to be like mm-hmm. this thing where it's like completely fresh and new. But before we get to all that discussion, you know, obviously you're a newer player. And maybe give us a little of your bona fides. How long have you been playing Kings of War? Yeah, so now, when did we start the league? That was this year in, like, April, I think? That sounds about right. Somewhere around there is when I first started playing. Well, actually, it was a little bit before that, because I played it at my buddy's house, Mankiller, some people around here. You're Robin Mankiller Um, out of Memphis. Yep, Mm -hmm. that's right. And uh, I played a game with him, and he let me use one of his armies, and then I saw that you were putting something up in the store was for for the league and i hopped into that got some demo games in and i've been playing pretty much every chance like you know i'm up there You're like, hardcore eh, I almost mean, every for, day for a newer player to get in as many games as you do i mean you probably get in you probably i mean i'm just gonna say you're probably playing three or four days a week uh well usually usually two to three yeah yeah wednesday and games. saturdays are pretty much a guarantee so, yeah, for that past time, I've been playing, and yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this new stuff, because I've been kind of coming along with it now, with new things coming out, and I've never really been in a community of gaming stuff, where, like, this much new stuff is coming out, and it's really exciting. Yeah, and you've been playing Abyssal Dwarves up to this point. Yes. And you have slowly, recently picked up some Night Stalker stuff, is that right? Yes, still working on the Night Stalkers. I have Soul Flayers finished, which they got a nice update I looked at as well. And I'm building some more Immortal Guard currently because they've got a very good formation that I guess we'll get into later too. To that end, would you consider yourself, I mean, I know you went to, you attended Kings of Memphis, right? Which we held in July. Right. That was your first and only Kings of War tournament so far? Yeah, that was my first and only tabletop tournament at all. I mean, I was doing Blood Bowl League stuff, but, you know, that was just a one-on-one game, um, which is normal. But, yeah, this is like the first tournament thing that I've had. I'm hoping – I'm, I'm going to be going to one in January if all stays King clear. of Monsters, Dylan. There's a guy. Yeah, he's coming with us. There's always something happening with Kings when I look there on is, Facebook or something. Every month. There's something happening, so I've got opportunities. So, yeah, yeah, w- I, I'm really excited to go and see what this next one will be about. Would you consider yourself more of a – casual player or are you more of a competitive person you know where do you fall on that spectrum for just fall on casual you know i can get be competitive if i need to um after i've played for a while now i can feel like i can get a little bit more competitive but honestly as long as i'm rolling dice or um just playing the game in general i'm having a good time i mean i'll get frustrated like anybody else but you know i just like to play and be able to you know have move something across the table and no one takes a beating like taylor no one. Oh, 
true. You, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, but, but, and and not, you know, because I mean, for me, I would probably lose my crap a couple times, you know. But you know, as you're learning, that's unfortunately that's part of how you learn the game is that you do take some losses because like the first time you see something, you don't really know how to play against it, and then over time, you you learn and you develop and you come up with counter strategies. Exactly. I mean, I've gotten better. Oh, you sure. have. Well, I mean, you've beaten me several times, right? Like, and I and just have to make—I mean, I have to break my way through your your ogre list currently, which is <laughs> been on the back of my mind all week. So, well, let me ask you this: What was more fun to play against the the siege breaker list or the uh, the goblin shooting? Uh, the goblin shooting, I think, I'd prefer over over chariots any day. That's and funny. siege breakers. That's funny. That's funny. Well, let's talk a little bit about you. We talked about you're a newer player to the game. You're playing Abyssal Dwarves, you know. Coming into this book, what what have you heard about Clash of Kings in the past? Like, what was your preconceived notion of, of what a Clash of Kings book is? I saw, I picked up the Clash of Kings book that they had currently for the little campaign we did that I... Right, the one that's in Halpy's Rift? Yeah, yeah, that one. And I was like, okay, this is like a supplement. Because, I've you know, I kind of got into Warhammer and was right in with that. And I... I'm, I was still confused, like, what's a supplement? What's a chapter book? And what's a, you know, oh, what's an adding on 40K, thing? right? Right, 40K. right. But, like, just as a reference to, like, kind of analog. And then I went into this and got more into it with how the games work and, like, books. And I'm like, okay, I need this book. I need this book. And here's rules here. Here's FAQs and all that stuff. So it's... I think I had heard after doing like a looking up about it, like there's a there are tournaments for Clash of Kings, and I did watch the recent one that I think there were vods on one of the UK. Twitch or mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah, in the UK, and that was really really interesting to watch. And I tend to every once in a while uh, go around and, and watch those battle reports and things. But no, I never knew that. I thought it was just like an updated book, but I never knew there was a whole tournament around it and like campaigns and stuff, which is really really cool. Like it's all just new stuff to me, and I love it. Part of it, you know, as your new. You know, with with forty the forty k business model where they're generating new rule books all the time, and, and that's the way they inject new stuff, new changes, new balances into the game. Whereas with Clash of Kings, or excuse me, with Kings of War, you know, all the rule books are out, and if they yeah. didn't if they didn't put this annual injection of change into the game, I think it would become stale after a while, right? If I can say something about Mantic in general too, like I just feel like they're with the ways that things have been coming out for me personally, so and I'm I'm not been doing this long, but um, it just feels like they really kind of get how the game works. Like they don't just, I don't know. And it's like everything seems so solid, and then when uh, things come along, it's like you need that one yearly update, and everything's just so solid, and it makes it better. And you know, I've not experienced past editions, but with all this stuff that's happened, FAQs and everything, and it, it's been a really good experience. Well, I should say, you know, what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna take a look at the book. With fresh eyes from from the veteran perspective, myself, and obviously the new player, we will be taking a deeper dive into the book with the lens of the meta. How are the metas going to change? And, you know, Jeremy has hinted that we'll have the Spy Master on and, and we'll have a few more people to join for that. And we'll probably also take a look at various or take a look at the book through army specific lenses and how different armies have, have developed or changed through that. But tonight... These are kind of first impressions, you know, and, and I, I would caution anybody listening, you know, what we might say tonight, you know, <laughs> it's a first impression <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like mm, we might be wrong, right? Like we, we, we see something and we say, oh, that's a great change. Maybe it's not a great change or maybe it's maybe it's not an important change and, and, and maybe some things we miss <laughs> are really going to be the, the, the key. And so, you know, it's just a first it's just a first take. And I think 
it's going to take some time to really understand the full ramifications of the book. I don't know. So what are your thoughts on this first impression, you know, kind of going into it? I really like it. I mean, I, I love the, I mean, I, of course, you know, once I picked up my book, I skipped right over to Abyssal Dwarfs. I'm like, okay, cool. What changed? What did I get? What did I lose, if anything? And then I, I it's like opening my eyes up to so many more rules and then different stuff with Night Stalkers, which I'm trying to, to start. And just like the art in here is, is great. The, you know, the smell of a new book. I mean, it's just, um, with all this new cool stuff coming out, it really feels like I'm part of it, you know? Exactly. Well, you picked a good time, right? You know, oh, yeah. we, you kind of picked it at a point where there wasn't a lot of, uh, a lot of change and you had a very stable game. And now there's this influx of um, significant change, you know? So that's, it's pretty awesome. You know, we should say the book is 112 pages. It is soft cover. What'd you think of the price tag at $40? I don't, I, you know, I didn't think it was too bad compared to other things, but, you know, it's it's got a lot of content in it. It does have some good background if you're into the lore and everything, and it's got a lot of updates. So I feel like it's it's worth the price. I mean, I you know I got a little bit of a discount, but I mean, still, it's it's you know, it just I feel like it brings so much more to the game that it's just worth the purchase. Exactly, and it's got two army lists. You know, obviously the oh yeah the the, the worst hidden secrets, right? You got the halfling army on the cover fighting the rift forged orcs. Uh, um. But you, it's funny you mentioned the first thing you did was you dove in and looked at the army uh, that you play. I was the exact same thing. First thing I did was jump right to the ogre section. You know, did you have any expectations for this book? Um, I mean, other than, you know, new armies, of course, updates to rules. I mean, there wasn't anything that I wasn't really expecting that's in here. You know, um, I do. I still am going through the items. Like the items are really cool. I love the updates to the items. Um, I I wasn't really surprised by too much, um, but it, it's it's going to be really really interesting getting more games, and it's going to make me want to get more games because of all these changes. Like it looks, it's. I'm very excited to dive in and and you know get my teeth into it. Yeah, I mean for me, I have kind of my expectations for the book is obviously number one, I want to shake up, you know, the scene, right. Shake up the army builds and and those kind of things. But I also hope that, you know, and like I said, I've only had a cursory look at the book, right. I haven't had the dump. I haven't played any games with it, with, with, with these changes yet, but I also hope that it, that it really um, focuses not just on competitive play. I hope there's stuff in here for the casual player. Casual play is, is, you know, for all of us is a huge part of the game. You know, I like competitive play, and, and that's fine, but I also like narrative play, you know, just rocking up and playing these crazy lists, oh, yeah. you know. I like these scenarios that I've seen so far, too. Is there scenarios in the book? There are, yeah. They're campaign scenarios. Okay. Awesome. I have not, uh, I haven't even partaked in that yet. So that's my hope, you know, and I guess my other hope, and, and I, you know, one of my other hopes is that I hope the changes aren't just changes for the sake of change. You know, I hope they're all... Uh, based on data and and are, and are going to be impactful, meaningful changes. I wonder with as many changes there are, I'm sure there's probably some that slipped through. <laughs> but like, you know, I just hope the bulk of them are substantive changes that are really going to make the game better. So, well, let's dive in. Talk about the, the the physical, you know, the book itself. What did you think of the book? The book is beautiful. The front, like the art on the front, of this giant orc, and it's got 
I, I don't know if that's a human or... A I think it's mate. a halfling. It's a halfling. I think it's a halfling. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the halfling model. Because you so. see it's a dog. He's riding an Oh, it race. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now I see it. I just And that's a manticore it. thing that he's riding. Yep. And you can see the scorpion tail. Oh, yeah. And um, the back, uh, of course I love the back. It's got Abyssal Dwarf all over the back cover art. Which Absolutely. Is beautiful. Yeah, I see grotesques I in, a, in, in Greater Obsidian Golems. It's a, it's a gargoyle the up there. I think there. Dravic Dalkin is on his back. Uh, Probably so Pasusu. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the artwork, just... yeah. I'm right there with you. The, the artwork is super fantastic. And what's interesting is I'm sure some of this, obviously, especially some of this black and white, has probably been reused. But there's so much new color artwork I have yeah. never seen. Like, I, like that picture that's on the back, if you flip to the middle of the book, almost like a centerfold of that. And it's like there's this giant wall that's, well, it, it's a, it looks like a, a, like a, like a fort. Uh, that's being sieged by abyssal dwarves. And it looks like you've got Brock riders coming down out of this, this uh, castle and there's a siege tower and just epic, 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 you know, look, it's really awesome. Yes. And then some of the color pages in there with like the full art. Um, there's one in there with like the, the orcs. Um, there's one, you know, the box art for the new box, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right there in the middle that I think pretty much everybody's seen. And then, um, there's one particular one in here, but it's, yeah, it, it, there it is. It's got the, like these rift forge orcs with this huge monster in the back, him riding on this manticore with red eyes. Oh my yeah. God. It's so it's awesome. Such a cool yeah. piece of art. Obviously I think some of this artwork is certainly, you know, makes me wonder that the next two player starter set, certainly it's gotta be halflings and rift forge orcs, right? I would hope so, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so the, the book, I'm right there with you. It's a, you know, it's, it's for a, even though it's soft cover, it's, it's a, it's a hefty tome at 112 pages. And I guess the way I would describe it is it's dense. Not a lot of filler. It's, you know, a lot, a lot of changes. Obviously, you know, maybe a third of the book is, is, uh, spent on the halfling and, and the Rift Forge lists and a campaign that's associated with the Shire. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple pages of generic or general changes to the game. Um, I, well, maybe more than that, like five or six pages. Because a lot of spells have changed and that kind of thing. And then, like, I, gosh, I don't even know. Like, over half the book is just, you know, army changes. And it's just like army, yeah. army. And th- those, you know, I've only gotten through some of them. But, yeah, there's quite a lot of changes in that book. Yeah, most of it pretty much... More than half of it, yeah, it's pretty much rules updates and new scenarios. Well, did you go coming into this? Did you have a wish list like I would love to have these changes? Was there certain changes I, you 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 wanted? I did because I heard it just going around. I was because I have those um, greater obsidian golems. Mm-hmm. There are twelve attacks and fours and everything, and I'm like, well, let's get some, you know, or or actually no, it was the Hellfane. That's what it was. It was the Hellfane for abyssal dwarves because i i hadn't taken it in so long and i I remember i played a couple games in the league with it you know had nine attacks and stuff then i heard stuff going around where it was like more attacks and now it's got like the nine attacks plus the rolling and i wanted that really bad i wanted something to make me want to bring berserkers you know because if Mm -hmm. i can get the help in there now because i've got berserkers that i had done up and just never got to really play with them a lot and um, now I can feel like I can take them again. And then, um, I mean, it's just, 
I, I love all these. Yeah, that's. I mean, one thing that I expected was um, changes to the big units for my guys, and I was definitely hoping, and I did get um, my cavalry update for my cavalry because they needed what they got. So you're talking about the abyssal half reads and yeah, the fury special rule. Yep, yep. They gain fury, and that's uh, a big deal. That, yeah, it's just because they were so often they would get wavered or just like so close to wavered, and if I can just get that, and you know, it's one less item I have to take. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about some of our favorite, not army specific, but general changes to the rules that are in that, you know, that middle section of the book. What are what are some of your um, highlights of those changes? And, and I'll start, you know, I think one of the ones that, that I that I really liked, um, obviously, formations are back, which, you know, I like I said, I haven't seen the totality of all the formations for the different lists, but I like the fact that there's 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 options, and a few of the formations that I saw were returns to the old like Hell on Wheels for ogres. So you know that's interesting. You know I, I didn't really look at the points to see if they're the same points level, but you know it's cool to, to harken back to some of those older times. Um, so that was one. But you know, really of of all the changes that I really liked, one of the ones I liked the best was the fact that they've added shattering to fireball because you know fireball you how many games have you <laughs> <laughs> has your fireball guy fireball 12 or whatever oh, whatever God. it is i forgot like, that, that was a thing yeah and you're like you know now that you have shattering yes you still don't have the piercing but hey man it's it's plus one to the dice you know or yeah. minus one to their nerve however you want to however you want to look at it so it's just it makes it just that much more a little bit effective yeah i didn't even think about that at first i, I just thought I, I looked at it and i was like yes finally something to make fireball a little bit more useful when you need it um exactly. but i think my favorite and i, I think this is correct because i'm still running through it but hex caster or like not hex cast but hex in general mm-hmm. can be used on uh level zero um casters and then the different casting levels now with like i think the one two three four that depends on what you can take. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. For hex, hex uh, you know, level one caster is, is hex two and for level two is a hex three. Uh, and there's no, there's no hex for level three. So it's just one and two, but it's a significant change, I think, because I don't have the old spell in front of me, but now when you, if you hex somebody, they, not only do they take damage by casting spells, they can't cast spells unless they give it a halt or change facing order. So in other words, you've locked them into place. One of the things too that I learned recently, because I'd never gone against Night Stalkers, is that I believe the um, the Mind Screeches are zero caster, and I couldn't cast Hex on them, but now I can, which will be very helpful because they have a lot of Lightning Bolt. Yeah, yeah, and my Mind Fog, I believe, already had Shattering. I think from a previous change, but yeah, I. But but I do like I do like shattering on fireball. I think that's cool. Um, and obviously the 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 worst kept secret right is obviously the the rampage and slayer rule, which are just basically rampage's extra attacks. You know against infantry, having infantry swarm or cavalry. You know big guys swinging at little guys, uh, and slayer. You know is the same thing, but the inverse, which is when you're attacking. You know extra attacks when you're attacking large infantry, monsters infantry, large cavalry, monster or titan. You know, and it comes in different flavors. Sometimes it's just like a set number of attacks. Sometimes it's like an extra D three or an extra D six. But you know, you know, it does. It's cool. It adds some flavor. You know, Um, and I think they've used it 
situationally to make some things a little bit more thematic, like take the giant where it's got, you know, Rampage. I can't remember. I think maybe, is it Rampage D6? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So, so now it was already D6 plus eight. Now it's 2D, 2D6 plus eight. So when you're fighting yep, infantry, heavy infantry, swarm of cavalry. So it's just situationally, it makes, you know, them- thematically it makes sense, right? Big giant swinging this club and, um, you know, he's swatting away. Or she's swatting away <laughs> these little nuanced, nuisance uh, bugs of these people. So that that was a pretty cool change as well. And I guess the the other big change that we should we should mention is just the fact that they've got this now called the Library of Arcane Knowledge, where you can essentially any spellcaster can take any spell. Well, not any spell, but there's gosh four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, I guess. Is that right? So there's nine special spells, you know, that uh, you can take and some have various levels. You know, so, so it's interesting because, you know, like some have one and two levels. Some have one, two, three. Some only have two and three. Some only have level two. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, you can kind of go in here and you can you can purchase spells that you may not have access for. And the one that really stands out to me is obviously Veil of Shadows. So... So it has a level one, two, and three, and I'm just thinking in terms of what's what my ogre army. What does it not want to see? Well, shooting, right? Goblin spam really lights me up. Well, now I I could potentially, you know, for either twenty five, thirty, or thirty five points, I could add veil of shadows to a warlock, and then give myself a stealthy aura bubble, which you know, stealthy is only minus one, but you know. Against war engines hitting on sixes is now you know rather than five sitting on sixes that could be a big deal. That really, yeah, that really can, especially for those big units. So, and I also like that there is an ability to for ten points to to actually bump up uh, your your your, your spellcaster spell level. Caster. Yeah, for ten points yep. called knowledgeable, um, and then you know there, I, the general rules, man. I, I cannot complain. I think a lot of them are just what was already in place in the previous clash of kings you know like the changes to to cover you know for where it says ignores cover that those changes are still right. there uh you know we, we talked about this one at, at length but the fact that it's conditional inspiring is gone except for inspiring self but like inspiring is not no longer inspires berserker braves and, and i don't know if you picked up on this there's a lot of like in your list i think too we'll, we'll, we'll go over your list but a couple of some of the spells that had conditional things are gone. Yes. Like, whereas you said, heal, health ain't only. It's like, no. Nope. Heal everything, which I needed. Was there anything else, you know, in the general rules that you wanted to mention? I was looking through, what was it? Um, oh, I'll probably remember what it was earlier. No, <laughs> it was some, something different. Really, it's it was items, but uh, that's, that's... Well, let's talk about it. Let's, yeah. that, that's, that's next on my list, you know. Uh, magical artifacts. I, I really... Oh, yeah. What what's interesting about this one is this is the first time that I can remember that the book didn't take some away. Usually they take take some away and bring in new ones. So what are some of your standout? Has skirmishers boots always been in there? No. Well, there's always been oh. the ability to give something nimble. But that's but this so one is only ten points and it works only on a, a troop. Troops. But still, which is kind of cool, right? So yeah. a troop a troop only and the unit gains and the nimble special roll for ten points. You know, I, I forget what, maybe 35 points, 40 points for the, the normal nimble item. Yeah. But, you know, that's a big deal. And I think it's a, va- it's a you know, a troop. 
depending on, I guess, depending on what you've got, you know, I think 10 points is, it's probably, it's probably well priced and can really, Oh yeah. Throw a curveball to your opponent. That can also make other people take new things that maybe they weren't taking of troops before. And now that they have a nimble, they can, you know, I, well, I can bring these out like my dogs. I don't know if the dogs come with nimble regularly. I know the, the gargoyles do, but like, you know, putting that on some dogs might be definitely worth it. Unfortunately for like the ogres, the troop of scouts already has nimble. So, um, but yeah, there, there probably is opportunities where you have things that, uh, would be able to see over what they're looking, you know, has the high enough, it's tall enough to see over what they need to, to make use of that nimble. I, you know, I'm sure we're going to be, we're going to come across lots of uh, cool and creative ways that that thing is used. You know what, what, what I'm looking at though, is a lot of these items that are in the book are existing items that have, that have just been tweaked or older items that are come back. There's a few new ones. You know, we, they, I know that uh, one of the podcasts talked about the periscope where, you can for infantry or however infantry only you can change the uh, the height by one. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I should mention that's yeah. a heroic artifact, though, so that means it's a hero. A lot of really cool stuff, you know. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, and I, you know, like the wing bang, the wing bang cloak for ten points, being able to get in snare, you know, against um, against units with the fly special rule. That's pretty cool. So I I'm excited to try some of this stuff. I don't, you know, I. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not one that really takes a lot of magical artifacts. I like more bodies, but some of right. these are interesting enough that, you know, and, and cheap enough, like Helm of the Drunken Ram. You know, it's basically, it, it's similar to one that used to, you know, that we used to have, but, but now it's the unit gains thunder charge plus one, but you can't, but you can no longer, this is the change from the previous version. You can't benefit from Strider or Pathfinder uh, when you issue a charge order. So that's kind of cool. Right? right, like, and it's only fifteen points, uh, or twenty points for the horde. So that's not terrible. And you know, thunder charge one is pretty. You know, it's I mean, not as good as crushing strength one, but in a pinch, it'll do. Exactly. Well, let's jump over and let's talk about your army list. Let's talk about let's talk about abyssal dwarves. I know that's something that a lot of people would be interested to hear about. And uh, kind of going in, what did you have any specific cha- you know ideas like? I want this unit to get cheaper or this unit to get a buff or the health thing for sure. I was like, make it cheaper because it was so expensive. I think it was almost 300 points just in general. I think it was like 295 or 285. Right. Or and, and now, and now health fans 265 and it gains the D six rampage special rule. So yes. again, it's interesting because you know, D six rather than just six. So the D six means you have to roll the D six and you might only get one, but you know, at the very but least, still, you're going to get one more than you had before. Yeah, because he, he, he's base nine. And even if you're getting one, you're getting more attacks than you would have gotten. And you're probably going to roll a three or, or a four most you of the would time. You would hope, yeah. So, you know, you're yeah. 11 or 12. So that's big up. And then, two because he has the um, aura for wild charge, which is extra points. So that gives you more room with the extra points. Because now with the extra points, I think it'll be a little bit lower than it was, but still around the same. But now you don't have to worry about going like over 300 for a Hellfane. Uh, and then the Black Souls 2 was really mm-hmm, interesting. Big change. Yeah. yeah so they, they've added a thing called Fiery Bulwark for 10 points. But it's legendary, a legendary update. So you can only do it on one unit. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So like the Iron Resolve, what I like about this one is because you can regain D3. Instead, instead of, of just one. Yeah. So you just pop That's pretty it cool. Roll a dice. I mean, you can get one, but... 
hopefully, you know, you want the two or the three, but still that, that gives a little bit of an advantage over some other things. And it just helps with that unit in general. I just like the black souls update in, in general, because that may make me take them again. <laughs> yeah. And we talked a little bit with the iron caster, you know, um, basically he still has heal for 20 points, mm-hmm. but now it's not health forged only. It's just heal, which yep. makes him so much more useful. And it, Put him down from one ten to ninety, which is oh great. great. That's that's really and obviously not a missile dwarf player, so I'm not as up to speed on the. the I points, think but. I think it was one ten without. Yeah, that's items, great. But I could be wrong. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it's and 10 I, I see that they've got greater obsidian gums. You know, attacks at twelve. What that's, did they have before? No, they've they've. Uh, I think at one point maybe they had nine. But okay, it's and that been, might have been like a change that came about in the in the Clash of Kings book yeah. previous one maybe. Yeah. But the Susu, very interesting. Yeah, uh, a single troop of gargoyles can be upgraded to Pasusu's vile brood, and they For get abomination points. keyword. Yep, twenty five points. So crushing one and in, uh, increase their waiver from plus uh, by plus two. So it's rather than so eight ten, it's ten twelve. It's ten twelve, which they definitely need because their eight ten is lower than a lot of stuff. Most of the time, it's like nine eleven or something like that, or ten twelve. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned you know that they've got uh, this formation called the Damned of the Yager. Which is two regiments of Immortal Guard and one Infernox, and the cost is 35 points. And if you take the formation, the Immortal Guard units in this formation lower their defense to four, gain Crushing Strength one, the Infernox gains Inspiring and Aura Elite melee infantry only. So what do you think of that? Because you play with two two regiments of of, uh, of Immortal Guard all the time. The two regiments of Immortal Guard I always play with. And then Infernox, I started painting him, so it gives me a reason to bring him out. And now I could possibly switch uh, – what I've tried with one is switching him out for Brocky Barca because, I mean, you know, the defense to four, that's just a fair trade for the crushing one and the elite aura. I mean, just have him traveling with your um, – you know. Well, they still have regen, right? And they've still got regen. Right. I mean, well, that's cool. That's – that's pretty pretty neat stuff. I mean, I mean, all in all, I think you got to be pretty pleased with some. I mean, we, we there's some other changes too. We didn't mention did yeah. some taskmaster on the units you don't see, and honestly, I still don't see, you know, uh, them coming. I guess the question for you is: with these changes, do you see your list or your build changing? What you're going to bring to the table changing? I could see bringing more of a berserker type list, more of an infantry list rather than like, I might try out just to see how it works with the right stuff. Um, you know, some berserkers, Hellfane, and you know, less, uh, less golems, but it's definitely going to help with my surging. I mean, it's going to change how I have my casters in there. Um, I mean, it's going to bring in new guys that I've not like the the Infernox, Basusu. I barely use um, bringing the Hellfane back. I'm just excited to try out a bunch of new things because it feels like again, like I've gotten back into it new and fresh, and I get to try out these different lists again. Yeah, and obviously they they reprinted Dravik Dalkin and and Infernox in the book. Those those haven't changed, right? Those are the same. Yeah, these are the same same stat lines as before. I'm excited. You know, it'll be interesting to see um, how, how it affects your. I mean, because of these changes, are any. I mean, you mentioned Berserkers. Any other units going to. Are you going to do something special with the unit of Gargoyles, maybe? Mark them as the Basusu. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to get Basusu painted up uh, when I can and, and try out some Gargoyles. Because that. I mean, 
and you can only upgrade with one of them, I think, a single troop. But still, that could be like a dangerous little troop of Bazuzu, some gargoyles flying around, nimble, you know, going 20 inches across the table. That can be a really good distraction with a little threat to it, you know? You know, I mean, that's the thing about normally about about um, gargoyles is that at 812, yeah. you know, they're not really a threat, right? Like, oh, I'll, throw, I'll hit you with lightning bolt, put a few wounds on you, roll a big number, take them off. But now you get the bump bump in nerve of two, and then also adding the thunder charge one. You know, there's they're a little bit more hitty, right? They're a little bit more dangerous, and they're a little bit more survivable. So it'll be inter- interesting to see if you know um, if your tactics change because of the you know do, do this, does this change to this one unit inspire you to play play them a little bit differently? It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I can imagine a um, a nice just you know, a nice side charge from some gargoyles with Pazuzu and you're like, Oh yeah, those are just gargoyles. No, it's 20 attacks with crushing one. And you've got Pazuzu on your side. And exactly. That exactly. sounds like a lot of fun messing around with some gargoyles. Yeah. So, you know, let's jump over. We'll talk about ogres. That's obviously what I've, what, what I've been playing. We've been, I think we've been doing this ogre, Abyssaldorf match for uh, a couple times a week for several months now. <laughs> yeah. Think. Yeah. It's been back yeah. and forth between, um, that and, um, you know, you change it up every once in a while cause I'm still getting more stuff built, but you know, well, you know, I think I'm learning too. like, obviously when I first bring out the ogres, it, it was more of a mixed, you know, combined oh, arms. Yeah, it was for sure. A little bit of shooting, but now I'm kind of getting to get away from the shooting and, you know, I did have chariots in there for a while and I'll still have some chariots, uh, but really focusing more on the siege breakers and, and, uh, more recently trying to do more of the war casting you know, multiple yeah. warlocks, which, you know, against your list hasn't really, isn't really that great considering most of your, you know, a lot of your stuff is defense six. <laughs> so punch and drain life into defense six isn't necessarily yeah. a, a winning tactic. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Your list that you had once, I think you had some, like some guys with cannons for the, the artillery and then um, a guy with like two pistols or something running around. And that was pretty fun. Yeah, um, I did try. The, I did try a couple hordes of, the shooters, which yeah, the they boots. have, they you know they can't move and shoot, but they but they hit on fives with piercing two. So, and I think that caught you off guard a little bit because they basically they're war engines, right? Thirty six inch range, height yeah three. So they just yeah. sit back and just just shoot, light them up. Well, let's talk about some changes with ogres. Obviously, the first one that jumps out at me. I, 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 have you had a chance to look at the ogre list and some of these changes? I did look at the ogre list. Of course I did. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first one that jumps out at me is the Ogre Sergeant now gains elite and steady aim. What's got me interested about that is there's already a lot of players that are using the Ogre Sergeant because of the, the high defense and the higher, I think it's a 13-15 nerve uh, rather than like 11-13 of the small of lesser characters. But steady aim. So, all right, I'm going to give him the crossbow, right, <laughs> with steady aim. So now he still hits on fives while moving with piercing two uh, and elite. So I wonder, you know, I, I almost need to need to, I'm going to have to make some of those guys up and try them out and see, see what I think. And then, you know, a, a, a change that kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit is ogre broomer chariots gain the aura stealthy special rule. I guess uh, the thought process, is it, it makes them a little bit more, utilitarian in the sense that are more of a utility piece and that it's making your other stuff better by preventing them getting shot. Yeah. But when 
I, I've never actually run Ogre Boomer Chariots. I don't think this is going to make me start. I, I think that, you know, I just think that they're still not, even if I was going to run them, I would probably be running them on the flank anyways, just because, you know, uh, that's, you know, I want to shoot some chaff off. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on that Ogre Boomer Chariots gaining the, uh, the stealthy aura. I mean, yeah, that I can imagine, um, you know, a chariot and then surrounded by some, like, you know, some boomers or something else that you don't want to get shot with within that and moving up against a gun line, you know, maybe. Yeah, and you um, bring up a good point. There are, you know, some people do have a lot of builds where, you know, hunters and boomers and shooters and stuff were their defense for, right? And, and, you know, they are prime targets for shooting, right? They're not siege breakers, right? You don't need I, heavy piercing to really knock them out. So the one, another, another change that made me scratch my head a little bit, which is that they made the Red Goblin Scouts nerve 10-12. Yeah, what was it before? It was 9-11. And I'm just wondering, like, would you ever say that I had a problem with my, 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 my troops of scouts? Like, in my mind, they've always done what they're supposed to do. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know where, why. The only thing I can think of, uh, Taylor, is maybe this is a change that is uh, across the board with a lot of chaff. You know, a lot of chaff is getting the same bump. And maybe to be consistent, they did the same thing with scouts. But, you know, I, hey, I'll take it. You know, uh, uh, 100-point troop of, of, I mean, that short of the Berserker Brave regiments at 100, I think 140 points, that 100-point troop of scouts is one of the greatest things in that list because it's the one thing that can really reach out and touch somebody when it, right. you know, charge 20 or or move 20 with one pivot, right? And, I, you know, you've seen it a lot where I'll just move them up and put them in front of, you know, in between two units and kind of lock down two units. Yep. Uh, and the fact that now he's one more pip of uh, nerve, it's not a bad thing. You know, I'm uh, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. And I think, well, yeah. Yeah. And, sh- uh, you know, don't never, well, no, that's the, the wrong one. Never uh, look a gift horse in the mouth, I guess. Is, is that what I'm supposed to be saying? That's, yeah, that, <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ogre Hunters gain the Slayer Malay D3 special rule. So that's interesting. So Hunters now, you know, hun- Hunters, for for, for, the, for you may not know this because I don't feel them very much, but their movement seven rather than six of a regular Ogre. They still have 18 attacks hitting on threes with crushing one, but they have Pathfinder and Ensnare. And now they have D3 extra attacks against Slayer, you know, the larger models. Yep. So against Ogre size or bigger, which is interesting in, in a way it makes sense because thematically they would be hunting mammoths. You know, I, I like, this is a cool change. Is it effective? Probably not. Is it going to make a difference in the game? Probably not. <laughs> but in my mind, it's consistent with the thematic elements of the army. Right. And it makes sense that ogre hunters would have, uh, you know, Slayer D3. Yeah. And here's what's interesting. So th- the giant in the ogre list, uh, has Slayer D6. So, I guess, is it because, you know, in my mind, I would think thematically it would make more sense for the giant to have the rampage special rule, hitting little guys. But I'm wondering because it's in the ogre list, they're used to fighting ogres. And that's why they're better at it. And that's why they have the Slayer special rule, I guess. I would think most things would be smaller than them, though. Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. They just they just fight so much against. Each well, other. I mean, Sl- Slayer works against other titans, you know. Yeah. Or other 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 monsters. So I mean, I guess. Uh, and there's some other changes, you know. The mammoth. I think someone's already talked about that. 
you know, shout out to our very good friend Jesse. Uh, the the big deal, you know, inc- the basically the, the mammoth gains rampage. You know, you know that might be why the giant gets Slayer because the mammoth has rampage D six. But you know, upgrade one mammoth to the big deal increases the brutal to two and gains both very inspiring as well as call the greatness unique special rule below for thirty points. Call the greatness a as long as this unit is present and in play on the table at the start of your melee phase, you may select a single friendly core unit with the ogre keyword with in twelve inches, regardless of range. Wait, with the ogre keyword within twelve inches, regardless of range or line of sight. That's worded a little. Uh, weird. I'm confused. I, maybe that's a typo. I, they, they, yeah, they, within within ogre within with the ogre keyword within twelve inches. Regardless of range or line, I think they just meant within, with, regardless, regardless of, of line sight. sight. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Let's be honest. This is one of Mantic's bugaboos, man. <laughs> they need they need some professional editing. Let's be honest. I've still got I've got some cards that are uh, like, that's a range twelve spell that says thirty four inches. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the selected unit is granted the brutal plus one special rule. So all right. So this thing gives this upgrade for thirty points makes the mammoth very inspiring. Gives the mammoth brutal t- two, and you are allowed to throw an extra brutal because all ogres are brutal plus one are all brutal one, and, and so basically make another unit of ogres yeah. basically brutal two. It, it's like so, a free brutal upgrade just at, yeah. at the beginning of the turn. That's pretty so cool. It's like a that's brutal cool. bane chan almost, but yeah, you don't even have cool. to roll dice for it. It'll be interesting to see. I, I you know, I, I have I played mammoths against you before? I think I have, haven't I? I don't think so. This would I I would guess that. You know, I'd see okay. more. Well, mammoths. I've got two mammoths, so I guess you know. And this is a lost opportunity or a missed opportunity. Mantic, where's the mammoth model? They didn't release a mammoth model. They don't have one. Oh man, they need this one. would be a great time to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone just write uh, strongly worded letters to Mantic HQ. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then in terms of the the characters, you know, Namagrok is reprinted in here. Everybody knows about Namagrok because he's an auto include. Yeah. But then they have this other character, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I think this, when I talked about before about something, a, a nod to the casual player, I think this is where this guy's coming in. But basically, it's called the Crocodog Regular. Now, I don't use Crocodogs very much because they use Siege Breakers, but Crocodogs are these little dogs that uh, I think it's hunters and regular warriors can take. And basically, you get, it's sort of like a, a situational elite where you can roll up to three ones in a combat one once per turn or once per game. So... This, this Crocodog Wrangler is a monster, but he's on a cav base. Okay, he's on a cav base. So right there, that tells me he's, a, not, he's not an ogre then. He's on a cav base. So I'm thinking he's like a little cowboy goblin or something. Riding some kind of thing, uh, right? Some sort of croco, crocodog, half dog, half crocodile thing. He's uh, height too. Well, you know, not maybe that, it's just too. the maybe it's just That's the infantry. beast crocodile goblin. I mean, I just imagine it is like some sort of goblin just riding a little crocodile or like a little. But why, if he's riding something, he's only height two. I don't know. If it was a cavalry. Well, maybe I it's uh, maybe it's a crocodile that ate the goblin, and now maybe he's just rolling around with him. And oh, ma- ma- to your point, maybe it's an actually like this big beefy crocodile. And it's sort of like a border collie trying to get the sheep yeah, herded. It's right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But what's interesting is it's got crushing strength one, duelist, individual, vicious in melee, wild charge D3 plus one, 
Dude, that's up to extra four inches. And then through the legs, friendly core units with the ogre keyword do not block line of sight and can can be charged through by the crocodile wrangler as long as it ends his movement clear. That's cool. So it it only moves speed six, though. So you're charging 12 plus up to four. So you're looking at a maximum charge of 16. But, you know, and, and he's only 11, 13 nerve with defense four. So he's not really good. You know, well, you know what I could see him doing? He's only 110 points. I could see him because he doesn't block because they don't. The ogre keyword doesn't block line of sight. Like you can sort of see yeah, through your I own can unit. See some, some I can see like you move up your gargoyles and maybe send this guy in to take care of some chaff like gargoyles. Yeah. And he's Something just like, behind. Because I have, I have seven guys. attacks, right? Hitting on threes with crushing one. And I guess if you were to be stupid enough to put an individual out there with duelist, it doubles to 14. <laughs> so uh, yeah. this is a guy that I got to model up and I, and I got to bring him to the table. I'm not, I don't know that he's a competitive addition to the list. Yeah. But he sounds like a fun one. You know, I haven't gone against too much things with duelist. That's, that's interesting too. But also if you can, you know, if you can get him in the right spot and get him into somebody's where he can like see through, your unit, but see somebody's individual and get like off a cheeky charge into an individual. That would be really, really, really strong. Yeah. But and I guess the other know, point that it's very situational. Demo- yeah. The other thing to note though, he's an individual, so he doesn't get the flank and the rear bonuses, but he's an individual. So he gets the free pivots. Yeah. So it's pretty like much you just see any direction he wants. He'll just go around and assassinate people's individuals. If he gets the chance. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, I, I've got to have to dig in and find out what is it? What is he supposed to be? I like the idea. Yeah, it's oh, really a cowboy fun. goblin riding a flea bag where he's like, yeah, and he's like, the flea bag is bucking up. He's got his hat in the air. Come on, that'd be dope. Yes, but that would be. Amazing. He doesn't have the right height. He's only height two. Well, you know, you could get one of those little knoblars that are like really tiny and, yeah. and put that on top of one because those knoblars look, you know, even smaller than right, goblins. Yeah. That's cool. And just, you know, have him riding on there. So I'll also mentioned we do have, like I mentioned, we have the Hell on Wheels formation, which for those that remember, that's basically two regiments of chariots and a, a warlord on a chariot for a total cost of 25. And, you know, um, they they gain. So the previous version, it was the chariot. The warlord gave gave the basically rally one on the chariots. Um, and that might have been it. But now they've got the warlord gains rally one for the chariots only. And then each unit in the formation gains the rampage D three special rule. So up to three potential extra attacks against things smaller than cavalry, you know, cavalry are smaller. So that's interesting. 25 points, you know, ironically I, I had been running two regiments, so I would just have to throw in another warlord on a chariot. Yes. Ironically. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that'll be the reason to bring it back. You know, my problem with the chariots is that they're defense five and, and the fact that, you know, they do rely a little bit on Thunder's Charge. And Thunder's Charge, obviously, right. you, you disorder them and then they, you just punch them back. When they get punched back, they don't they don't stand up as well. looking at the, the Ogre Warlock change. To the, the, could they not get the bonus? I think, I think that's just maybe a typo from before. But, yeah, they just added the – specifically to say l- okay. large infantry legion, legion. Because you can do regiment, horde, or legion. Right, right. I mean I know one person who takes a legion of chariots. Well, you know someone <laughs> that takes two. Right. Yes. One That's, or no. I, I have not taken a legion yet. I, I right now I'm running the horde, which is four wide, but the legion is 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 three by two, six chariots. And our buddy Austin was a big fan. Um, it, it worked. But, you know, after a while, I think he stopped taking it. Probably. 
yeah. you know, every time I saw that thing, that that base, and just imagining stuff on it, I just thought, is this a is this like a cheese plate or something? It's so such a big <laughs> base. I was waiting for some food to be. Its dropped flank off. is so huge. Right? Its <laughs> flank is so it huge. Is. It is. It's hard to protect. Uh, it can, you know, it's height four. You can see it everywhere on the table. Easily shootable. Easily shootable. Easily tied up. It's a lot of points tied up in, you know. But very strong. But very if if, if it gets the charge off, you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what else do you want to touch on? Anything else you want to mention about the book? Kind of. This is just our first impression. You know, we got a lot more. We've got a lot more diving in to do. Oh, we got to yeah. play some games. What I'm gotta really... get my crocodile wrangler. <laughs> what I'm really. <laughs> what I'm really excited about is because I'm, of course I'm gonna, once it's available and maybe it already is. Um, going to be pre-ordering those orcs because that's going to be a new army for me for sure because they're in this book, and it's just. The um, I'm trying to get to the page that they're on. Um, I think they're actually in further up. There they are. Yes, here they are. Um, the uh, what was it? Some new rule with them. The visions from the rift. That's one that I wanted to talk about because just you know, it's like ten points for another redeployment after. You know, then it's that's for the that's for which unit. That's only for the Cyclopses, all right. Uh, the Thunderseers, or I guess so. Um, I think they're the only ones with it. There might be one other unit with that. That's pretty cool, though, to have a large infantry unit for ten points. And also note that it, it says that the redeployment happens after Scouts, right? Yeah, after Scouts and all which that, which is too. a big change, right? Because I mean, there's other units like you, I've used the the Captain against you, but that all happens before Scouts. You know? Oh yeah. And this is a big deal. Because then you see that scout and you're like, all right, well, this is going over on this side now. Or, you know, it's exactly. just a whole reposition that can just throw off. And then it's going to make the other person think, well, they have this unit, so they're probably going to put them somewhere else. So and, what are you most excited? You know, Rift Forge Orcs, we'll obviously do a deep dive into lists, but what what are you most excited for? Is it the models that's got you hyped or is it the rules or It's or the what? models for sure. And some of these rules with like um, all these, these upgrades they have, like they have – I haven't seen – you know, blizzard in a long time, icy breath. Like there's the, the guy on the Mount, I think has like eight movement and, or something like that. And can also icy breath and then is really strong. And all these, these Titan units, I'm, I'm curious to see and, and play with. And it's just this, this host shadow beast I've never seen before either. Um, which looks, looks really, really cool. Um, what was it? Oh man. I just saw it, but that host shadow beast thing, it's like one of these characters, little spellcaster, 25 points, six host shadow beast, whatever that does just sounds mm-hmm. really fun to do. Um, and I, it just, it just seems like a wild list. Like, yeah. So are you planning to finish the abyssal dwarves? Oh yeah. And then put the night stalkers on the side and switch over to rift forge orcs or what's your plan, man? Well, I'm finishing up still the, the couple of things I got left for, for dwarves and then working my way through the night stalkers still. And then, you know, once the orcs come by, I can start, cause I've got a little formula for orcs that I, I can paint their skin a little bit quicker. So that'll help pretty good with, with getting them out faster. But, and you know, I've, I, you can use orc, um, like is the base list. So you can use orc models. I have a whole unit of painted up. I think they're, they would count as axe. Oh, yeah, you have slave orcs, right? For the axe orcs. or something. Mm-hmm. They have this axe and shield, mm-hmm. um, which can count as another unit there. So you know, I've got a little bit of a head start there with a fully painted unit. So what do you think about, you know, I've, I've seen some I've seen some comments about how they have a Warcraft look. Is that it? 
you kind of oh yeah it definitely like a work if you've ever played world of warcraft shamans like there it's a very uh i want to say his name is thrall um one of the the like shaman leaders of the orcs in that in that game always has uh you know lightning hammer and like elemental stuff it just seems very warcrafty for sure yeah, and I like Warcraft. I, I play. I think. I think everybody, <laughs> or a good portion of the community in Kings War, has played this in the past. So yeah. Well, what else do you want to mention? Anything else you want to mention before we get out of here tonight? Um, the scenarios. Yeah. Uh, now, are the scenarios like a campaign? Right. It says it's a storm in the Shires campaign. Okay. But so I is really... it designed for certain armies? I, well, before I haven't dug too much into this. Yet. Um. There's there's some it, I don't think it's for specific armies. I really haven't read too. Oh, I see. And you've actually got yeah, you've got they're numbered too, so they're sequential. Now it is. It says it is you know designed to allow. It's a, a narrative of the Rift Orcs yeah. invasion of the Halfling. Shire. So it's really designed for the two new armies. That's interesting. You know, uh, I wasn't planning on playing Halflings, but maybe I'll have to play Halflings just yeah. so we can play through, play through some, some of, of these stuff. things. Like there's one with a hill objective in the middle of the board, and love it. Uh, you know, they're, I love they're asymmetric play. I, I just, I just, I love narrative storytelling with, you know, yeah. when you're, you know, one with a river. battle of the Hodenberg. Yeah. A river running down the center of the, of Oh, the, you know me. I love my rivers of the thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it just looks like this campaign stuff could be really fun. I'm sure you could fit, you know, other armies into doing it too, but yeah. it just looks really fun to kind of dive into that. Yeah. I, I think that's just a good example of, there's a lot of this book. <laughs> you yeah. Know, obviously the, you know, if you don't if you don't have the book, hopefully you've ordered it. But we got ours through War Room Hobbies, um, and uh, they got their shipment in. I don't know when they got them, but I picked mine up yesterday. I think you did the same thing. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm glad to have it in my hands. And I'm this is an exciting time because now it's like okay, it's gonna spark some hobby mojo because I don't know what that crocodile wrangler is gonna look like, but he's gonna be badass. Maybe I'll, you know, a little Taylor riding a crocodile or something. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be something badass. I can tell you that. Well, awesome, Taylor. Uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your initial thoughts on the the book. And you know, we'll get you back on after we've, you know, we're we're going to be playing some games. Oh, it yes. seems like you're my number one sparring partner um, <laughs> because we're the we're we're committed. Yes, <laughs> we're committed to this relationship with Kings of War. So you know, everybody else not committed. Mike Austin not committed. We're we're the two of six or whatever you know the this the exactly. statistics. This is just exactly statistical exactly. oddities. Exactly. Well, do you want to take us out tonight? Thank you for listening, and as always, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge fifteen or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 